Well, Gamecock fans, the long-anticipated matchup with the Arkansas Razorbacks has finally arrived. So on today's show, I'm going to talk about what I think needs to happen, and most importantly, what I think will happen in this ball game. Locked on Gamecocks, your daily podcast on the South Carolina Gamecocks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Gamecock Nation, and welcome to this special game preview edition of the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast. Your show, as always, for daily headlines and potential storylines on your favorite South Carolina Gamecock sports teams. I'm your host, Andrew Lyon, and thank you all once again for making the Lockdown Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast daily. All right. We have finally made it. It is the day before game day for the South Carolina Gamecocks in week two this time as the Gamecocks will be heading on the road to take on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Obviously, this is a very big and pivotal game for Shane Beamer and the South Carolina football team. So on today's show, I'm going to talk about the key external factor to take into account with this football game. I'll then talk about the three keys, in my opinion, for South Carolina to accomplish if they want to have at least a really good chance to win this game. And then at the very end, I will give you all my final prediction on what I think is going to happen in this matchup. Also, of course, like I did this past Friday, I do have some spreads and money line bets down below on the ticker from Bet Online themselves. Again, if you do decide to bet on any of these games, please bet responsibly and understand that these lines may be different by the time you view them yourself. So let me go ahead and get on right into the game preview for this Arkansas game, talking about the key external factor to watch. In my opinion, the key external factor here for South Carolina is not letting the bumps and bruises you take in this game snowball considering the fact that you're going to be in a hostile road environment. Now, the reason why I think this is the key external factor to watch is this. This is a game where, in my opinion, there's going to be some back and forth here between Arkansas and South Carolina. I do not think this is going to be a game where either team is going to run away with this thing. I don't think this is going to be a name-your-score type game for Arkansas. I don't think this is a game where South Carolina is going to come in and they're going to blow out Arkansas. I don't see either of those scenarios happening. I think that this is going to be a old-fashioned slobber knocker in Fayetteville, Arkansas on Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Donald W. Reynolds Stadium is the home stadium for the Arkansas Razorbacks, and they hold a decent amount of fans in the stands, as the stadium capacity is listed at 76,212. And Reynolds Stadium kind of has a reputation sort of like South Carolina. Not the same atmosphere, but in the sense that it is a very underrated environment in the SEC. They can get real loud at Donald W. Reynolds Stadium. And when Arkansas has a really good product on the football field, especially their fans show up. I've been paying attention to our Locked On Razorbacks host, John Neighbors, over on that channel, which who, by the way, does a great job covering the Arkansas Razorbacks. And he's talked about multiple times how he feels like Donald W. Reynolds Stadium can be a pretty big environment and it can be 
and it can play in favor of Arkansas. And of course, Sam Pittman, he's been sending a constant message throughout this entire week that he wants his fans to pack the stands. So the point being is this, South Carolina has got to come into this game expecting that it is going to be one of the more hostile road games that they are going to probably play all season. This is not going to be like playing at Kroger Field against the Kentucky Wildcats. This isn't going to be like going to play at Missouri. It's certainly not going to be like playing at Vanderbilt. And again, this home environment is not normally expected to be listed on like a top five for the entire SEC conference, but do not let that fool you. Donald W. Reynolds Stadium is not an easy place to play at. So, considering the fact that South Carolina is the road team in this game, in my opinion, since this is going to be a back-and-forth game, this is going to be all about momentum swings. And what South Carolina is going to have to try and avoid in this game is they cannot allow Arkansas to deal repeated blows to them and let the damage sort of pile up. So what I mean by that basically is this. Let's say that Arkansas, you know, sometime in the second quarter, they have a really good drive going. They're running the ball pretty well. They drive down the field. They wind up scoring a touchdown. They take off like five minutes off the clock. They have a really solid, productive offensive drive overall. They then kick the ball back to South Carolina. South Carolina doesn't get a whole lot on the return or it's a touchback, which these days happens quite frequently. And South Carolina goes out there and they either get one first down or or they go three and out, and they punt the ball right back to Arkansas, and then they start driving down the field again. South Carolina has to try their hardest to avoid that situation happening because if they allow sort of Arkansas's high-potent offense, their rushing attack, which they rely so heavily on, to really um, you know dictate how this game is going, which I'll get more into, of course, in a little bit, then, um, yeah, it can get a lot more difficult for South Carolina quick and in a hurry. Again, especially considering the fact that they are the road team in this game. So, so basically, the external factor to watch in this game is this. When there is a certain mistake made by South Carolina, or basically, if Arkansas has a really good drive on either offense or defense, does South Carolina manage to bounce back the next drive and respond or do they sort of let things pile up? Because if the latter happens, it could be a very long day in Fayetteville. If South Carolina can respond, however, and maintain that throughout the entire ball game, I think this is a game that could be very close and down to the wire all the way up to the end. So South Carolina is going to travel to Fayetteville and end up leaving Donald W. Reynolds Stadium with a victory at the end of the day. What are the three things that I think they're going to have to do in order to accomplish this? Well, I'll dive into that fully in just a couple moments, but I got to talk about Bet Online real quick, who are the sponsors for today's game preview show. Bet Online, of course, is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games along with reviews and news of every league, including the NFL, where the regular season is finally getting underway this weekend, which of course means more football for all of us, and I'm not going to complain about that for one second. You've also got college football. South Carolina is listed at plus 265 on the money line bet for this Arkansas game. Money line basically meaning, do you think South Carolina is going to win straight up? If you do, then put money down on the plus 265. You've also got Major League Baseball the NBA, NHL, combat sports, golf, and yes, even esports as well. 
BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering needs, including live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered wherever you need your information. So be sure to head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn the latest about the trends and action. Because BetOnline is where the game starts. Welcome back to this Friday edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast, where we cover your South Carolina Gamecocks every single day. All right, so I've talked about the one key external factor to watch in this matchup against the Arkansas Razorbacks. So now let's talk about what are a few things that the Gamecocks need to do if they want to have a chance to win this football game. So the first key to this game, I think, for South Carolina is going to be this. Keep the game close or even try to have the lead by halftime. When looking at Arkansas's game against Cincinnati this past week, while the Razorback offensive line seemed to thrive as the game continued to progress and wear on, and they started to see a lot more success against a smaller Cincinnati defensive front, Arkansas's defensive line was a different story. They kind of seemed to run out of gas a little bit in terms of their pass rush once they got farther along into the game. So you combine that with the fact that, again, the focal point of this Arkansas offense is going to be the running game. South Carolina has got to make sure that they do not fall behind by a couple of scores early in this game. Because in the second half, if that is indeed the case... Arkansas is going to try to do what they did with Cincinnati for a different reason. Again, Cincinnati's defensive front just could not physically match up against Arkansas's offensive front. South Carolina is obviously set up a lot better to do that, but if Arkansas's got maybe a two-touchdown lead and they decide they're just going to play, you know, pound the rock on offense and just try to run the ball over and over and over again, then, you know, they could very well see some success. And if that success ends up continuing throughout multiple drives, this South Carolina defensive front can easily be worn down just because that's the way that things work out when you have an opponent that can do that like Arkansas. So South Carolina has got to ensure that they keep this game close because in my opinion, I think South Carolina has a chance to dissect Arkansas in their passing game on the offensive side of the ball. When you look at South Carolina's wide receivers against Arkansas's DBs, Arkansas's defensive backfield is going to be battered this weekend. It looks more than likely that they're not going to have Miles Slusher or Jalen Catalan, two key pieces to that secondary against South Carolina's receiving core. And while South Carolina's receiving core did not really show up as a whole unit this past weekend in multiple facets, including blocking, um, you know, Jalen Brooks and Antoine Wells were able to step up to the plate this past Saturday against Georgia State. South Carolina still has Josh Van. They still got Xavier Leggett. They got Amari Brown. on Joyner should be healthy enough to play a lot more snaps in this ball game. They've got a lot of experience in that unit and a lot of guys who have varying skill sets. So I think that South Carolina's wide receiver core should have an advantage against this Arkansas secondary especially when you consider the fact that Jalen Catalan and Miles Slusher are more than likely going to be out. If both of those guys were playing, we might be having a different conversation here. But because those guys are out, and again, you know, we hope that they get healthy as quickly as possible, then South Carolina's receiving core has got to be able to take advantage of this. 
And again, there were some lapses in coverage against Cincinnati's wide receiver core this past weekend. Some Arkansas fans have tried to say that that was because Cincinnati had a really fast receiver core. Well, South Carolina's got a couple of decent speedsters in their own right. Amarian Brown is a real solid runner at wideout. Of course, you've also got Josh Fan, who's a solid route runner. Antoine Wells, again, has solid speed, but also relies on his route running to get open as well. My point being, I think South Carolina's receiving core can help out against this Arkansas secondary in the passing game, so we need to keep this game close. Also, we've got to get the tight ends more involved in the passing game as well. Jaheim Bell and Austin Stogner, in my opinion, for one reason or another, they did not get the ball enough in the passing game this past weekend against Georgia State. Whether that was because Marcus Satterfield was trying to withhold some of our plays and formations that really rely on the tight end, or you know that was just maybe not a part of the game plan where they wanted to get it out to the perimeter. And of course, if you want to get out to the perimeter or out to the edges, that's not going to involve the tight ends as much. No matter which way you slice it, we did not see nearly enough of number zero and number 18 catching the ball in the passing game. That has got to change this weekend. Arkansas does have a couple solid linebackers, of course, on their defense. And Bumper Pool, who is a seasoned vet on that team. And, of course, they got the transfer from Alabama, Drew Sanders, who seems like he could be a do-it-all player at that position. I still think that Austin Stoddard and Jaheim Bell can get theirs against this defense, against this back six, you know, in this 4-2-5 defense that Arkansas seems to mainly run. So, Point being, South Carolina has got to have all their weapons really show up in this game. And if they do, and they take advantage of a weakened and somewhat suspect secondary for Arkansas, I think that this can really help out in terms of keeping this game close, again, as long as the defensive front holds their own against Arkansas's rushing attack. So for the second key in this game, this one's a little bit more specific for the offensive side of the ball. We've got to avoid getting into consistent third and long situations against this aggressive Razorback defensive front. I went back and looked at the Georgia State game, and more specifically the drive chart, to see how many yards on average South Carolina needed to gain in order to get a first down for every third down play they had in this game. And while some of these third down conversions had to be repeated due to some offensive penalties, which might have skewed the data a little bit, on average, South Carolina had to gain 10.9 yards on third down in order to extend their drives against the Panthers. That is not a good number to look at, no matter which way you slice it. It does not matter what opponent the Gamecocks are facing. And when looking at what Arkansas did against Cincinnati, Arkansas maybe wasn't as aggressive on first and second down in terms of sending guys in the box, having guys really trying to get into the backfield. They usually only sent four. Sometimes they sent a fifth or maybe even a sixth player if they really felt like that it was going to be a run play on first or second down. But Arkansas really and truthfully was saving their energy up for third downs. And on third down, Arkansas will do a lot. They'll move their linebackers all over the defensive front, have them lined up in different gaps, trying to sort of, again, really mess with the minds of the offensive linemen. And there will be times where they will send all six guys in that box, and those guys fly around. They play real fast. They play real physical. We've, of course, discussed this ad nauseum this week. If South Carolina ends up getting in like third and eights, third and 11, third and 14, and so on and so forth, they're going to make it infinitely harder on themselves to really have some success against this Arkansas defense because of the way they play on third down, especially in obvious passing downs. And the last key for this game, in my opinion, 
you got to make KJ Jefferson have to throw the ball to win this game. If there was ever a game where I think South Carolina needs to sell out on the run, stack the box, throw the kitchen sink at this offense, do whatever you got to do alignment-wise, throw out some different looks that they haven't seen on tape, it's got to be this game. This offense, as I've said multiple times now today, they feed off of their rushing attack. But in my opinion, there is some vulnerabilities in terms of their passing game. I think that KJ Jefferson, again, can have his moments where he's a little bit inaccurate by throwing the ball too high. When KJ Jefferson has pressure in his face or he is forced to sort of roll out of the pocket towards either sideline, KJ Jefferson's accuracy drops considerably, at least from what I saw in the Cincinnati game alone. So, Honestly, I think that this is a game you need to load the box consistently. You need to throw out some disguised blitzes. You also should try to show blitz at certain times, but withhold those guys and actually have them drop back in coverage. Do everything you can to try to throw number one off kilter in terms of trying to figure out what the defense is doing. Don't hold anything back from the playbook. Arkansas is still going to get theirs in the running game. They're way too good to be completely stonewalled. But if I'm Clayton White, I'm going to try to make sure that the running game for Arkansas is not what beats us. If you are going to beat us, number one's got to use his arm to make some big-time throws. I think South Carolina's secondary can match up quite well with this Razorback receiving core. I know that they feel like they got a couple real solid guys in Hazelwood and Landers and Trey Knox, who is a solid receiving option in his own right at tight end. Again, I don't think he's the greatest blocker, but from a receiving standpoint, I do think that he can be a big help to this offense. I think, though, that South Carolina's secondary, more so than other secondaries that they will face this year, are going to be able to send guys up in press coverage, in man-to-man coverage, be right in the grill of these wideouts, and force KJ to have to be consistently accurate with his throws because of just how tight the coverage will be. And these are big-bodied wide receivers. Not saying that they won't be able to get separation, but I think that they will have a harder time doing so against South Carolina's defensive backfield. And when you combine that with putting pressure on K.J. Jefferson, if you could do both of these things, I don't think that K.J. can beat you with his arm. He is still a good quarterback. I'm by no means trying to sit here and say K.J. Jefferson's not a good quarterback. He is still a solid quarterback. But he does have his weaknesses just like every other quarterback in this conference. And I do think that people would get too caught up in his dual threat ability and, of course, the physical stature that he does bring to the field when he trots out there for the Razorbacks. So, in my mind, these are the three keys for South Carolina in this game if they want to walk out of there with a victory. So, the final question is, do I think South Carolina is going to walk out of Donald W. Reynolds Stadium with a win on Saturday. I'll give y'all my final thoughts on this matchup after these quick messages. Welcome back to the final segment of this Arkansas game preview edition of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast where we cover your team every single day in just 30 minutes. All right, so it is now time for me to tell y'all what I think is going to happen in this game. Who do I think is going to win? So, To start off with how I think the game itself is going to play out, I think that at halftime, this can be a really close game. I do think that if there is a team leading this game at halftime, there won't be any lead greater than 10 points. So point being, I think no matter who's leading and who's losing at half, I don't think that this game is going to be out of reach for either side in this game. But I have to admit, 
you know, and, and I've been saying this all off season, you know, since I started on this show, and I still have to say it this week because I just my opinion has not changed on this one sole fact. If you're going to beat Arkansas, you have got to find a way to consistently win in the trenches. You can't just slow Arkansas down on either offense or defense. You have to find a way to slow them down on both sides of the ball, not let them just run roughshod over you. And I don't think that South Carolina is going to be able to do that. Arkansas, compared to Georgia State, again, loves to run the football. The difference is this. They have a quarterback that is definitely a better passer than what we saw in Darren Granger for Georgia State this past weekend. They have a running back who is an absolute load to bring down in Raheem Rocket Sanders and also bring some speed behind those wheels. They might have Dominique Johnson play in this game, but again, I heard that you know he still looks like it would be maybe a surprise if he was a big factor in the game overall. The point being... Arkansas still has a solid offensive line. You can try and find some ways to create some negative plays by just really shooting through gaps on the interior, in my opinion, based on what I saw from the Cincinnati game. But this Arkansas offensive line, in my opinion, is just too good for them to get beat overall over 60 minutes. And with Arkansas's defensive front, obviously, I don't make me think that they're as talented as, say, their offensive line counterparts, but their defensive line plays real physical. These guys... Again, they might not really wow you with a bunch of finesse moves out there, but these guys just play real hard. They hold strong in their gaps. They do not ever get blown off the ball, again, just from what I saw this past weekend. And after what I saw from South Carolina's offensive line this past weekend, well, again, I acknowledge that not all the issues lie on them. There should have been maybe some better communication for Spencer Rattler. Obviously, they needed some more help on perimeter blocks from the tight end and wide receiver units. But overall, the offensive line still left a lot to be desired this past Saturday. And I think Arkansas's D-line, quite frankly, is going to be licking their chops going into this matchup. And I think that Arkansas also has some really solid linebackers. I think that Bumper Pool and Drew Sanders are going to be a big help for them. And, you know, again, I think South Carolina has got to avoid third and long situations. I just don't think they're going to be able to do that for the entirety of this ball game. There's going to be key drives where South Carolina is going to have to find ways to convert. And at the end of the day, against Arkansas, comparing where both of these teams are right now, well, I think this is going to be a close game. I by no means think this is going to be a blowout. And I think some Arkansas fans are overlooking South Carolina a little bit and maybe reading too much into the Georgia State game and what happened this past weekend. But at the end of the day, I just think that Arkansas is still a better team at this current moment than South Carolina is. So I've got Arkansas winning this game, and I think the final score will be Arkansas 33, South Carolina 27. I think that this is going to be more of an offensive game for both of these teams. I think it's going to pretty much depend on which defense can get more stops. I do think that South Carolina's defense can lock things down in the red zone and force Arkansas to have to kick more field goals than maybe they would like to. But again, if you're going to tell me that South Carolina's got to go into Fayetteville against that physical defensive front and have to try to find a way to score more than basically four touchdowns or 28 points, 
I just don't know if they can do that right now. It's still early in the season. I think that this offense is still going to need a little bit more time to gel. And I'm not trying to offer that up as an excuse. I just think that Arkansas is just that good of a team. I think that they got really solid coordinators in Kendall Bryles on the offensive side. And, of course, defensive coordinator Barry Odom. And under Sam Pittman, I just think it's a little bit too much that's in their favor at the end of the day for South Carolina to find a way to go in there and actually win this game. If South Carolina does win this game, it will be a monumental win. And if you want to know what it would do, I highly recommend that you check out my show from yesterday where I went into what the after effects would be. But again, I just think that Arkansas right now is just a little bit better. And I think the Razorbacks are going to come out of here with the victory. So I think South Carolina will come out of this weekend 1-1, 0 one in conference play, heading into a somehow even more challenging matchup this next weekend against the reigning defending national champions in the Georgia Bulldogs at home. So what are y'all's thoughts on this game? What do you think is going to happen? What do you think South Carolina needs to do if they want to win this game? I want to hear all of y'all's thoughts on this matchup down below in the comments section if you're watching today's show on YouTube. But of course, if you're listening to today's show on an audio podcast app, wherever you get your podcast daily. You can also feel free to shoot me a message on Twitter at a lion underscore SC, and I'll be sure to respond to any replies or comments that you have for me as quickly as I see them. And once again, I really appreciate all of you for making the Locked On Gamecocks podcast your first listen every day. So for your second listen, go check out the Locked On SEC podcast hosted by Chris Gordy, where he and the local experts of Locked On take you across the entire SEC in just 30 minutes. So again, make Locked On SEC your second listen after, of course, the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. So thank you all once again for tuning into today's show. I hope that you all have a great Friday, a fantastic weekend. Be safe for all of you Gamecock fans who are going to be traveling out there to Fayetteville. And I will catch you all on the next show of the Locked On Gamecocks podcast. <laughs>